Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special Prague Report podcast episode. Uh, if you've paid attention to the podcast uh, over the years, uh, every year we do another decade where we do an ultimate album. We've done the 70s, 80s, 90s episode, and now we're going to do the uh, early 2000s, well, 2000 to 2009, the aughts or whatever you're supposed to call them. And, um, you know, for, for a lot of us, this is our favorite decade, really. It may not be the prime era, but there's a lot of stuff here um, that I think we all really love and, um, and uh, for us was really uh, important uh, in, in, over the last few years. As far as music, at least it was for me. Um, you know, bands like Dream Theater, Spock's Beard, Porcupine Tree, um, uh, I don't know, uh, all, a bunch of other ones all released amazing records during that time. And there's a ton of others. So Opeth and uh, whatever else. So I'm sure we'll cover all those. We have a full cast here. We got Jeff. We got uh, Prognick. We got Daniel. Hi, we got Victor. And uh, John Fiala is joining us from uh, St. Louis. So uh, good to see you, my friend. Good to be here. Show off your, uh, your, is that your transatlantic uh, baseball uh, yep. jersey? That's nice. Yep. And my Neil Peart. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. John, uh, John is our resident uh, professional photographer. And uh, we got to give him props because he just saw, shot uh, some uh, Joe Satriani show uh, pictures at a, at a recent show. And uh, Sat shared them on his uh, socials. So props to yeah. you, my friend. Thank you. Very, very Thank cool. You. Amazing pictures. Good. It's kind of cool yeah. that uh, uh, Steve Vai is going to be on tour soon, and uh, John Petrucci. I'll be seeing them within a week of each other. So I've got the whole G3 from 2007, whatever that was. You're watching G1, G2. G3. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So, um, and also, as you guys may know, he makes amazing mugs that we all have, which I think we've, we've talked about many times. <laughs> so... Um, anyway, we have to try and get this show in and out in about an hour. We're going to do our best, and we're going to try and make it quick. So, um, no rules, ready? I, you know, pick whatever song you want to try and represent something from that decade. It's, it's super impossible. That We're going to start with uh, Prognick, um, and uh, why don't you kick us off, my friend, and, and uh, how you want to do this? Yeah, well, I think somebody wrote a book about this decade, right? We, yeah, um, well, yes. <laughs> Shameless plug. Good cheat sheet. I don't know if it can be seen. It's an yeah, invisible book. Cheat sheet for the, uh, yeah. for, for the podcast. There you go. Well, I did reference it myself, actually. All right, so, so buy it, everybody, and then you don't have to listen to this podcast at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I mean, it was a great decade, naturally, and um, everybody uh, kind of revived their interest in because of this particular decade, I think. And there were so many bands, Spock's Beard and Porcupine Tree. But I'm going to go uh, a little bit lesser known for my first pick, which is one of my favorite bands of all time, Car Mechanic, which is uh, led by the great Jonas Reingold, um, great Swedish bass player, uh, also plays bass for Steve Hackett, as we probably all know. Um, they did an album in 2003 called The Wheel of Life. And really, it, it was a declaration about what symphonic prog should sound like. And boy, was it back. And there's a particular song on there. I guess you would call it the epic on the album, which is the song When the Earth Meets the Sky. Yeah, it's got that's this a, very that's a great pick, my friend. Uh, it's an amazing song. It's got this great sort of sort of um, classical feel, this 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 piano intro that sounds almost like it could have been written by by Mozart or Bach and then it goes to very um, progressive places and then a little bit weird and off the wall uh, with a, a sort of atmospheric bit in the middle and then it all winds up in the end so that's my first pick car mechanic when the earth meets the sky nice. great uh, great album in the book covered in the book actually <laughs> as the as the car mechanic album and uh, and that's a great song I think I saw them play that live or a few of them play that live on uh, Cruise to the Edge ones, right? In the late night, uh, is that, am I remembering that right? Uh, no, we Jonas never pulled it off. A few guys. Huh? <laughs> oh, no, 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 that, that was a song called Let in Hollywood. Yeah, I played that with I Jonas. think it might have been a different one, but um, yeah. okay, great. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, surprise pick, but a good one. All right, we're going to go to Vic for the second pick. You know, it, I think it would have been a whole lot easier to come up with 18 albums uh, list as opposed to 18 songs list. Uh, this was the decade where personally I, you know, I was married, um, had a job, and this is when my CD collection boomed because, you know, I had money to actually afford 
Ford stuff as opposed to being a broke student for you know most of the nineties. Um, everybody knows that I'm I'm the 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 on the heavier end of the spectrum when it usually comes to making these picks. And uh, this decade uh, was the decade when uh, between the buried and me came onto the scene and they had an incredible uh, collection of albums uh, during this decade. Very difficult to pick one song uh, from uh, from their entire discography just in this decade alone. I decided to go with um, a very, very common song for them to open a lot of their, uh, on their tour, they would open with this particular song. And it's from the album um, Alaska uh, back in, uh, I think it was in 2006. Um, I may be off on that. I apologize. But the song is Selkie's The Endless Obsession. It's um, it's this album had their uh, current lineup, which became a lot proggier. Uh, they maintained their heavy stuff. Um, there was some more, uh, you know, singing in the album, but there was still some growling vocals uh, still maintaining their intensity. And uh, I remember hearing the song when it first came out and thinking to myself, hmm, these guys are stepping into a, a spectrum of, of prog that's really pushing it. It sounded the technicality of Dream Theater, but the, with, with the brutality of, of BT Band. So I decided to go with this one. Um, I'll have some honorable mentions later on because yeah. these guys are awesome. So uh, Selkie's The Endless Obsession. Great choice. Um, yeah, that's a great song. I thought maybe something from Colors, but um, that but, but I but I actually sort of agree with you that that song by its own, like Colors, is maybe a better overall album. But it's hard to pick one song from that, and I think maybe Selkies is is a, a good when when they choice. record an album and there is no break in the in the music because it's a true concept album, one song leading to another, leading to another. Correct. Hard to pick one from there. Yeah, yeah. I'll mention some in the honorable mentions though. All right, so, uh, all right, cool. Yeah, they had to be in here. All right, Dan, what do you got? Um, so last time we did an ultimate um, progressive metal album. Correct. There yeah. was a, a very prominent omission from that list, which kind of became the, the bonus track. And it was entirely my fault because I picked Opeth first and someone else picked Opeth right after me. And Correct. so we kind of missed Pain of Salvation on that list. Uh, and to avoid that again, I'm starting with them. <laughs> and this is the, the the era of the band that I like the most. Um, and in particular, Perfect Element and Remedy Lane. I think it those are their greatest two albums. And a lot of people probably agree with me. They're fan favorites. Um, and I decided to go with the title track from Perfect Element, which is not the heaviest song but I think it's a song that highlights a lot of their strengths from that time in their uh, catalog. And it goes in a lot of places, but it's a very inspired song and it goes symphonic and sometimes heavy. And it's interesting because Pain of Salvation is one of my favorite bands to watch live. Uh, their performance is always a blast and it's heavy and it's fun and, you know, it's headbanging and, and jumping around that kind of stuff. Um, and this song in particular, when they play live, it sounds completely different, but in a good way. Um, so it, it kind of two songs in one. And you have to either be a fan or have it have watched it live at least once to know what I'm talking about. But I promise you, <laughs> it's great. Um, and yeah, man, like uh, Pain of Salvation, Daniel Good and Low, they, they had an, an amazing output during this time. And yeah. I, I had to pick one song and it was a mess to choose from. So I just decided to go with a long song that everyone loves and that I love as well. Yeah. That's the perfect I, element. I'm glad. I, you know, it's cool because I think exactly the three of you have being on the podcast bring completely three different directions. And and uh, it's cool because I, I don't know if Pain of Salvation gets picked by any other of us. Not because we don't like them. It's just we know you love them. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's then, kind of our dynamic yeah. here. You don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's good. All right. So we've got Car Mechanic, uh, BT Bam, and Pain of Salvation. All right, Jeff, your pick. Interesting because I wonder in choosing our songs, have we kind of deliberately avoided things that um, 
we thought we we'd all pick. We, yeah. we would all pick. <laughs> um, but I'm going to stick to one that I would hope would be on the list, whatever way it turns out. Um, released in the very final month of the decade um, that we're talking about. Uh, Big Big Train and The Underfall Yard. Um, and the title track from that album that came came out right out at the end of the decade. And I suppose as an album, The Underfall Yard is, is you know, is something fantastic. 23-minute uh, um, track uh, about um, an engineering feat uh in 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 britain which is kind of interesting in terms of its subject matter but yet it's something that i guess transcends um because musically structurally and vocally it's just an incredible piece it's yeah. a real journey um that you get pulled along on it's a fantastic song with you know spotlights for all the key musicians um and includes and because I have to mention it, because next here a guitar solo by Francis Dunnery. Um, so take, but of course, all the other fantastic uh, big big train musicians contributing to that. And I think certainly, it's it's a, a track and an album that sort of cracked things open even further for for big big train as they went into the following decade. And the the first album with David Longden as on lead vocals, correct? And um. And uh, he just, uh, they just put out his uh, solo album called Door One, which um, obviously has come out after he's no longer here, but um, we highly recommend that record. It's really great. I think it was the first album with Nick DiVigilio, too. I think that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Nick and, did play on on some previous albums, but um, it, his, but not, I think but not it's as the first the one with him the whole way through. Yeah. yeah. As, as a member. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, I had that on my list. That was a great choice. Um, all right, John. All right. What are you bringing? I'm bringing something uh, kind of from my uh, growing up. Um, um, big band of mine is uh, Kansas from my early days. And they had uh, gotten kind of away from their, their style in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, but then uh, in the year 2000, uh, Carrie Livgren had uh, kind of written all these songs that were perfect for Kansas. And so they got all the original members back together to uh, record somewhere to elsewhere, which didn't really go very far, which I was very surprised about. Um, there's a couple of really good classic Carrie songs in there, but the song that I really think kind of emulates the classic Kansas sound from the from that is Distant Vision. Oh, wow. So, I thought you were going to go Icarus, Icarus too. As I was thinking people would think, but Distant Vision, if you, if you haven't really played that uh, recently it's just got it's the longest song on the album it's the um it's got the the, the, the beautiful piano beginning that that uh, carrie loves to write and it's just and steve's voice is good okay it's not the classic steve's voice but it's uh it's it's a he's he sounds good it's a in, in you know robbie's there he, robbie's got a part in the middle too to sing like good old classic kansas so i want to get that uh that era kind of represented too but it's Still in the 2000s. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's great. Yeah. Um, underrated album for sure. Absolutely. I, mean, just, I think the record label maybe went under or something yeah. shortly after and just they yeah, never got promoted. That's... They still play Icarus 2 live uh, occasionally, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Um, so, yeah, nice pick. Uh, wow. So, okay. We went almost the whole round without a Neil Morse or Dream Theater song, but I'm going to change <laughs> that now. You told us um, all not to, so yeah, yes, that's why we did. So, <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to go with one of the, one of those bands because I want to make sure that's covered, uh, and I get to to pick my choice for it. But I think um, the significance of this pick, um, I think, it makes sense because it was uh, the final album with uh, Portnoy on uh, in Dream Theater. And um, certainly the next decade spawned all those other bands and, you know, a bunch of crazy just offshoots and albums with Neil and this and that and the other thing and really just became a whole thing. But um, really one of my all-time favorite songs, if not maybe my favorite at this point, is Count of Tuscany from the Black Clouds and Silver Linings uh, album. So uh, last song on the album And that's well. Dream Theater? <laughs> Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Is that drink theater? <laughs> and uh, two so, words. 
uh, yeah, a great, uh, great song. Everything that Dream Theater does well. Um, got they played it on the last tour, and um, yeah, so I think it's a good, good pick. I mean, I, a million ways you could go with them during that decade. A lot of great stuff. Almost <laughs> thought maybe something from Six Degrees, but I thought because it's the last song on the last album with Mike, uh, I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, man, I, that's a good pick. I, I, I thought about picking Dream Theater, and if I were to, I would have picked that song too. Oh, and really? it's not my favorite from that decade, but I think it's one of the most prominent ones, yeah. right? Yeah, I love yeah, I uh, love everything about it. Um, okay, so first round was was pretty good. I like what we covered here. Um, we're Car Mechanic, uh, Between the Buried and Me, Pain of Salvation, Big Big Train, Kansas, and Dream Theater. Okay, cool. Um, Nick, your your second pick. All righty. So my th second, third, fourth, and fifth Dream Theater picks. No, no, just kidding. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the continuity going here with a bit of a, a, a different selection again. Um, but I reserve the right to go more mainstream for my third one. Uh, and this was an album that was released in 2006. And when I came across it, it just immediately exploded my whole vision of what prog could sound like. And um, it turned out that, of course, these were uh, extremely competent musicians, two of whom I'd never heard of, uh, but the other two of whom came from the great band IQ, who were Andy Edwards and John Jowett. And the band I'm talking about that performed here in 2006 is Frost and their debut album, Million Town, which to me stands up as one of the great let alone neo-prog classics, I think just generally progressive rock classics of all time. Uh, and the song Million Town, the title track, um, which closes it, it, it is for me uh, just about as epic as anything anyone has ever done. Uh, it's it, It's got a slightly different approach to it. It, it, it. it doesn't have the big sweeping marching ending. It kind of speeds up towards the end. It's a little bit different to, to what we had come to expect from neo-prog epics at that point but wow does it go everywhere ultimate musicianship incredible composition stellar performances all the way so this one in my opinion definitely although it's going to make the album very long needs to be there well all of our albums are very long yeah exactly and one of the few certainties in life uh, besides we all are gonna die eventually is that nick, and taxes and tax taxes yeah is that nick will pick Frost. Yes. So we don't need sure. to. I mean, if there was one pick we yeah. all knew we could write down, it was that. Exactly. One. I, I I went through Sorry, boys. Sorry, the 2000s. Boys. I, no I looked apologies. at Medium Town and said, nice. Yeah, a lot of great songs. The title track has to be there. I don't need to talk about it. My man's got us covered. Yeah, right on. I agree. I mean, listen, it, it deserves <laughs> to be on here anyway. So it's great. We knew, we knew it was covered. Um, yeah. Okay, Vic, your second pick. Uh, Nick, that pick makes me really happy. It's, I think, you know, that's one of those where it's like, yeah, that's going to get picked. Um, so the next band, uh, not going to shock anybody. Uh, I'm picking uh, Meshuga. Again, this was a decade when their sound went more from a speed, technical, uh, metal sound. They started to go more into an obvious what became the subgenre of gent which really took off towards the end of that of this decade um so again the band is mashuga and uh, i was trying to figure out which song to pick several things that i try to do on things like this is when i've mentioned a song before i try not to pick the same song again so some people may you know figure that i'll pick bleed it's already been picked before I think the best song that I can pick for this particular context um, is going to be Rational Gaze from the album Nothing back in 2002. You really start to hear more of the groove in their sound, still heavy, but you know, you hear the polyrhythms, you hear the odd time signatures, and it's a it's a classic Meshuggah sound from the from from this decade. So Rational Gaze is my second pick. Nice. All right. Cool uh okay i i'm actually not familiar with that song but i'll i'll listen to it now uh second okay. track all right dan your next pick oh it's me already okay i wasn't ready but okay um let's see it, it, it's hard man because i i feel like we're halfway through and there's so much left unpicked and you know 
but I'm going with Symphony X because it's also one of their prime decades. And they launched one of my favorite albums ever in this decade, which is called Five, much like Spock's Beard Five. Um, but I, instead, I'm going with The Odyssey, the title track, oh. which is actually their most popular song. I mean, at least amongst fans. And it's a 24-minute journey, and it talks about the story of The Odyssey. And it goes everywhere. It's symphonic, it's heavy, and then it gets mellow. And, you know, it, it goes everywhere. It's, it's really like watching a movie, you know. And it, you see that it, it tells its story through the music, done extremely well by Michael Romeo doing the orchestrations and all that stuff. And I think when you think about the 2000s, there are a lot of long songs, a lot of bands doing, you know, going over the top because that was kind of the theme. There was a lot of noodling and all, you know, that kind of stuff was very prominent during that decade. Um, but I think the Odyssey is one of those epic songs that is like way up there in the list of the, the most popular or the most influential ones. I know there are a lot of active bands today that do stuff with orchestrated sounds, you know, th those synthetic instruments that are very much inspired by the work of the bands on this decade. And I think the Odyssey, Symphony X, Michael Romeo were key uh, influencers for this uh, phenomenon of rock, let's say. And so, yeah, one of my favorite songs, not my favorite song by them, it's actually an unpopular opinion not to have this song as her favorite, but it's not mine. But I, I understand its importance and I think it has to be here. So it's why I'm not picking a safe pick now. Hmm. I think this one has to be here. So this is my pick. Yeah. Uh, I was I very curious. an argument there for that one. I was very curious to see where Dan would go with Symphony X because I know he's such a big fan and, and depending which direction he would go. But yeah, yeah this I, one is actually kind of easy because I never picked this one. And it, it was just right. hanging there, like okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's a good choice. Another long song. So we got just uh, just this this second round, two uh, twenty five minute songs already. Um, all right, Jeff, your second pick. Mm, I'm struggling where to go with this because I'm I'm guessing that there's a lot of songs kicking around out there that are everybody in this group's favorite songs that they haven't picked. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and so. I'm kind of, uh, I, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go with something di different than that. Um, and maybe save one of those for my last pick. But I wanted to, I wanted to keep the British factor up because we've got a lot of American guitar bands here. Um, but there's a world out outside there that uh, isn't that. Um, so I'm gonna throw in the tangent and the title track from the music that died alone. Wow. Um, which is one of my um, I that recently got a reissue on vinyl I just had a chance to revisit that album um, another uh, feature for Jonas Rangold um, and uh, Roy Nestolt as part of the, the lineup and that along with um, Andy Tillerson and Guy Manning and <laughs> um, some other people who I can't just remember um, and, and it's you know mm -hmm. it, the thing that Andy sometimes does, um, it's a song about being uh, uh, someone who it's about prog rock. It's a song, a prog rock song about prog rock. Um, but I suppose the thing that's probably will add a bit of color to this kind of album or list or playlist is it's very, very, you know, uh, keyboard focused, heavy written, um, a very elaborate kind of um, intro. Um, a jazzier style of playing as opposed to the uh the world of the world of gent and um an absolutely brilliant uh Roy Nestolt guitar solo um part way through it um and it's a song that I really like um so if you haven't heard it it's one to put on this playlist and check it out I think probably if you find it online it appears as four separate tracks but it is one 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 piece um Jeff I cannot tell you how much I love you right now because this is a great album and song, and I agree it should be here. It's on my mental list of honorable mentions. And I mean, 
yeah uh, like this album is so so unique i think it's one of those modern classics from our new millennium right um yeah definitely the tangent i i, I came around to them like kind of late um and this is an album that i just got familiar with in the last i don't know a couple of years maybe maybe a little bit more but it really really made a mark on me i think it's a very strong showcase of that style of prog and i know i usually kind of pick heavier stuff here but i love that kind of stuff too i i love jazz i love the brass instruments that they use so it's stuff that it's really really strong and well done yeah i mean is it i think for me it's my favorite tangent album really um it's it's really great and i also did discover it until a few years ago i mean i hadn't it just it wasn't a band on my radar back in in the early 2000s when it came out um but you know that's what makes this decade so hard i mean i didn't even the have it down and it's a great pick you know and, and it's like i don't <laughs> there's so many bands i don't know where to go with the next next pick all right john what do you have I'm kind of in the same uh, mindset. I'd, I'd hate for this whole 18 song thing to be put together and this one song not be put on here. I was really thinking somebody else would be picking this. Um, um, I'm going uh, also from a, an album called V or Five. Um, Spock's Beard, mentioned it already. Uh, it's actually a few minutes longer than, um, uh, than The Odyssey. Uh, the Great Nothing by Spock's Beard is, is just... Classic. Thank you for Nick, picking that. So I don't up. have to. Your, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you saved me the trouble, John. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing <laughs> you up for something else that you want to put on. So you're more than welcome. That was the, one, one of the first things that I put on the list. I go, no, I can't pick that because Nick's going to pick that. But uh, <laughs> Which man, that uh, uh, when they when they came and did that at Morse Fest in 2018, I believe that yes. was that was uh, just a phenomenal thing, Nick. And Nick and uh, um, uh, Neil singing together front. That was it. Was just a special time, and I very much enjoyed uh, that that whole the whole concept of what that song is about. And then it goes mainly the the very you know the last three or four minutes where it really kicks in with the the bass pedals, and it's just that's just phenomenal prog song right there. It has to get in there. So you're welcome, Nick and everybody. It's just absolutely wonderful i uh, i have i've said this many times before first of all the fact it took this long to get neil morse on this list was exactly you know, pretty stressful impressive by us really. so why didn't you pick him we are all <laughs> waiting for one another yeah. that's 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 just all those it. people haven't picked him. well so it, it's i've said this many times before and um you know that album is my favorite album of spock's beard really significantly um End of the day used to be my favorite Spock's Beard song until that performance on Morse Fest 18. Mm -hmm. I was sitting in between Roy and between Nick. And that being probably, you know, their top Spock's Beard song to watch that performance live and just the emotion that was there and just to soak in their experience and just sitting in between them, that performance made this song my favorite Spock's beard song and perfect for it, this list congratulations my favorite pick so far it it has to be right john it has to it has to be right i, I want you to know john that yeah. my first email address ever was the boys got potential and my second <laughs> my second email address was but there's stuyvesants and liquor on his breath <laughs> so, that's I'm pretty. Enough. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. You remember the original iPods that you could get stuff engraved on the back of them? I have an iPod that has OneNote Timeless uh, engra engraved on the back of it somewhere. That's pretty cool. Um, that's a, that's a I think it's hilarious that it's Vic's favorite pick so far, so he prefers it to the ones he's chosen himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite Spock's Beard song as well. So I'm. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm you just figured guilty. someone's gonna pick it. I'm I think we all. Were thinking I, I avoided it because I just assumed it would be Nick's number yeah. one. Pick. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, we it was. It was. <laughs> I figured. All right. Good. So you have some. You know, come through with something else we left off. Wow, I'm up already. That does free me up a little bit to pick something different. Um, since I did pick Dream Theater and we did cover Spock's Beard, I am going to go a bit different to make sure we get this band represented. Um, 
because we often ignore this band when it comes to this kind of stuff and it's IQ uh, I'm gonna go with Harvest of Souls from a Dark Matter album in, uh, in 2004 uh, another long epic 25 minutes or, or something and um, just a, a, a great song it, very in the uh, supper's ready kind of vibe it, it often got compared to that honestly and in, in the the structure of the song is is very similar with the opening being acoustic and then and then the big kind of epic closing at the end and um, just a, a, a great uh, a fantastic epic song that I that I always like to to listen to every once in a while it's a great album my favorite IQ record uh, as well among a lot of great records and they still put out some great stuff so I don't know if that's a song a lot of you guys are familiar with actually but um, uh, I, that shocks me Nick knows that song come on yep absolutely yeah all right so uh, yeah so IQ harvest of souls there you go that's nice. really uh, uh, off the beaten path for us uh, which is cool so still a lot of big uh, heavy hitters uh, this second round was frost million town Meshuggah Rational Gaze, Symphony X Odyssey, Tangent Music Has Died Alone, Spock's Beard, Great Nothing, and IQ Harvest of Souls. It's a pretty diverse second round. All right, where are we going with the third? Nick, your last pick. Oh, man. Okay, John really threw the cat amongst the pigeons there. Um, okay, I think what I'm going to have to do is go back to the other band that brought brought Prague back for me and actually did so before Spock's Beard. And I, I'm going to put Dream Theater back on this list. Um, one of my favorite albums, Images and Words. Um, but hang on, that's not in this, de this decade, No, is it? it's not. No, no, it's not. Okay, right. Correction, <laughs> correction. So <laughs> what I'm going to have to do now is go with the other great... Um, Please. Please do. Go. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, Neil Morse-driven band, which is, of course, transatlantic. And I've got to go to the whirlwind. Just makes it into the decade in 2009. And I'm gonna go, go. I'm gonna go with the song "Rose Colored Glasses." Um, I've picked it before in a couple of a couple of lists. It's just such a special song. Uh, it's got a very special place in my heart, and uh, I know that that song means a lot to a lot of people. Now you can see it as part of the, a bigger song called "The Whirlwind," but it's not really. I think I think it stands alone. Could have been a single for that matter if edited downwards. And I just think it's one of the great prog songs of. Uh, this decade, rose-colored glasses by Transatlantic. How well, ironic is it that Transatlantic has one of the shortest songs on this list? <laughs> well, <laughs> right? I was going to say. I mean, I'm glad you covered Transatlantic, but I don't. I know, was man. expecting Stranger not in Your cover Soul. Strange, yeah. Not but pick Stranger um, in Your yeah. Soul, it, but I suppose we always pick that song, so I'll get. I'll give it. To you. <laughs> yeah, got to be a bit different this time. Yeah, Stranger in Your you, Soul is on the list. Why did you not pick the song that? everybody else hasn't picked because <laughs> <laughs> i because i know you're going but, to <laughs> but uh well we 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 at least got transatlantic on the list and we got the whirlwind uh on the list and in a form so that that's uh perfect and fitting um okay vic not really the board's very open you got a lot of a lot of room <sighs> i i have <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious though it's such a difficult it's just, decision just, we're like i i, I propose if 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 you know for the next one maybe we should consider a slightly different uh format perhaps have a have like you know you wanna, the obvious wanna... songs that we like a song as songs that we would all pick so like six songs that we know have to be in there and then we each pick you know our own and yeah, it takes that, the pressure yeah, off but you know what that we think that would make sense but the six songs we all would pick would not all be the same yeah well but I, I guarantee you that this <laughs> this crew is vast enough where we can all pick songs and not include the ones that we all like together because we all like together. But anyways, um, do you want to post? Do you want to push your pick and let someone else go first? <laughs> Would that make it easier? No, for you? no, no, because I, I know that nobody's going to pick these two that I have in mind. I'm just trying to think what would be best for this format. Um. And uh, one of them will have to be an honorable mention, or we're making good time. Maybe we can go another round. But you're making good round, good time, actually. Um, Ooh. I, I think so. I'm gonna go quick because I think if we can go one more round, that'd be awesome. But not happening. So with this, <laughs> so with this pick, this is a band that started out 
in this decade. And they started out, it was mainly a heavy metal, almost thrash, really down tuning guitars, but they really found more of their progressive sound and they got really into longer songs. They started doing concept albums. The band is Mastodon and the album is Crack the Sky. So they just got this in in 2009 and their opening track Oblivion is in, it's a, it's a prog epic, uh, you know, lots of metal, but they really start diverging into uh, some jazzier elements, some very prog elements, odd time signatures, um, you know, just telling, telling a story in a song, which is, you know, typical prog. Um, you know, it's Crack the Sky is a great album. And, you know, this is the opening track. So I just went with, uh, with a band that I thought really not necessarily has gotten a lot of mentions in the past, but I think it fits into this format. It also fits into sort of the spectrum that I'm, uh, that I'm presenting here. So Mastodon, Oblivion from Crack the Sky. Cool. We do like that album. So great yep, pick. Significant album in that decade. So uh, it's a good pick. Um, okay, Dan, your pick. Man, it's like I mean, a conundrum. You got to go well, one way. I don't see how you don't go a certain one way. Well, uh, you'd think that. Because then they may I, not I, make it. That's why. You, let's you let's think, go quick. Let's go another round. That's the thing. You think Porcupine Tree would not make it? No, I, I no. There's another yeah, band. Because, oh, no, there's, I, I, yeah, there's another I was band. Leaning, yeah, I was go. leaning towards Porcupine Tree just because I'm scared. You may disappoint me, but you wouldn't. So I'm going Opeth. That. Don't be scared. I'm going Opeth, of course. Um, is that the direction you thought I was going, Roy? Opeth. I thought you were going Opeth. I thought yeah. you'd go Opeth. Yeah. Yeah, so not surprising at all. Um, and you guys know Ghost Reveries is, to me, is the Opeth album. So, of course, I'm going one song from Blackwater Park, right? <laughs> their most influential <laughs> album, you know, like the one that kind of started their growth and all that. Um, and I thought a lot about which song I was going to pick. I thought about going Drapery Falls or maybe the title track. Um, but I'm going with the song Bleak, which I think covers a lot of ground in that style. It represents the album very well. Um, it has uh, a lot of lots of like syncopated guitars, as you would expect, it, acoustic moments and mellow stuff, and a lot of clean vocals, a lot of growls. It, it has a perfect balance of their sound at that time. Steven Wilson also sang on that song and he was the producer for that album, the first one that he was in with Opeth and Michael Wakerfeld. And he did an amazing job. It's still to this day, one of the most sonically pleasing albums. Uh, and it's very delicate in its heaviness. And it's just a highlight of the decade. It may not be my favorite Opeth album, but it's to a lot of people with the Opeth album, right? And I think it needs to be talked about, right? So that's my pick, Opeth Bleak. Also one of the very first songs I listened to by them. So it kind of has like of this nostalgic uh, personal attachment to me yeah. as well. No, great pick, can't argue there. Good job, Dan. Uh, important album. All right, uh, Jeff, your third pick. Hmm, I'm dying to sort of between two from my list. Jeff is relieved uh, that he doesn't have to worry about Opeth now. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go, sorry, I'm going to sort of stand up for this side of the Atlantic because there's, I mean, I, I would never expect any, any of you guys to ever pick Radiohead and I would never expect any of you guys to pick this band. Um, who probably in terms of popularity were um you know the most progressive uh band that that certainly achieved a good level of commercial success in uh Europe so i'm going to go with a track by Muse from Absolution um i'm going to go with Stockholm Syndrome if it's a great pick and and it's awesome that you're picking it okay cool all right, uh, John, your next pick. Okay, um, this actually is a, a, a band I don't know too much about, but about two or three years ago, my brother sent me uh, 
this track and uh, I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, it's a um, 2005 album by Glass Hammer, uh, The Inconsolable Secret. The yeah. song I really fall in love with is Long and Long Ago, which they did a uh, 2013 remix. So I'm hoping this still counts as the 2005, because I actually have not heard the 2005 version of it. But the 2013 remix has uh, John Davison uh, singing lead on. And it just, um, I, was, I would love to have Yes on here, but the only album released in the 2000s is... Uh, magnification good album but uh doesn't have any keyboards at all on it i just and this this sounds so much like yes i just uh the song is just phenomenal so which album was well, that again uh the inconsolable secret, secret. great album mm -hmm. i have not like i said i don't know too much more about the band i know that uh uh they're from tennessee so i know that they're kind of in the area here and is john but, uh, davidson on that one He's not on the original one, but nope. he's on he's on the remix. They did a they did a revamped sort of version of it and he and he sang that song, but he doesn't but he doesn't sing the song on the original right. on the original album, but it's still a song on the original album. Yeah, that's why I'm counting it, even though yeah. I've not heard that original song. Last hammer, all right. Hey. Last hammer. Uh, yeah, I thought also that was just a... uh, also just released the new new album. Um Okay. It's also still going strong. <laughs> Completely different sound too. Um, they've they've changed their sound uh, completely. Um, all right, God, I have We're all. Down. I have the last pick. The last yes. pick. Let's go another round. Come on, keep it going. Keep it going. Just just absurd. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, clearly I have to go with um, Radiohead. I guess. I mean, that's got to be the pick. Um, no, I'm gonna go Porcupine Tree uh what song ah screw it i'm gonna go arriving somewhere but not here from deadwing um, um you know <laughs> not my favorite album by them but maybe um my favorite song so uh long epic from that album um it has features that heavy kind of part in the middle which is killer that they started to go more into um just love everything about that song and it adds another long epic and would be a good closer for this thing so i think and we and you know we can't have this uh decade without this band in there without some stephen wilson so um but i you know i had a bunch of other stuff i mean should we do honorable mentions absolutely well, let me see the third yeah. round was transatlantic uh rose curl glasses mastodon oblivion opeth bleak muse stockholm syndrome uh, Glass Hammer, Long and Long Ago, and uh, Porcupine Tree, Arriving Somewhere But Not Here. I mean, this is pretty diverse. What so, so, Ryan, so honorable mentions I was very torn yeah. uh, Porcupine Tree as well, because I really wanted Anesthetize to be on this list. Um, and yeah, I always, I almost picked it, but I knew you wouldn't go Opeth. So why would you go instead? So if you pick Porcupine Tree, no, I would have. If, if Opeth was not picked, I would have gone Opeth. Oh, yeah? What song? For, Just curious. Probably Blackwater Park. The oh, title yeah, track. nice. Very heavy, though, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because, you you know, we couldn't do yeah. this list and not have right. them on here. So that, cool. that would have been that would have been where I went. Um, a, a significant band left off is Riverside. Yeah, that's on my honorable mentions. Which is kind uh, of... That, um, that's because their best album came after the decade closed. That is debatable. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, second life syndrome. Opinions, opinions are like. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but when we we do the 2010s, don't worry about. It. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about. I think they're yeah. on. Danny and I will both have it on. Yeah, exactly. I also had one Carnival, of us will cover it. Uh, on my short list, but I didn't expect them to be on here. Deer Hunter, the first something from the first three albums, but I like the other ones better later on so you can expect them on the next podcast um i also had peter gabriel from his up album which was the last solo record he did in 2001 i think it came out um what else you guys have uh, uh, so, I had... so i just i just want to say that uh jeff you're good 
You know why? Because Nick DeVigilio has what he calls groovy Thursdays, which is kind of like a drummer's thing every Thursday where he does a, a, a particular drum groove. And this past week, he did a song by Muse. And I got to tell you, I admit this openly, I've overlooked that band. I really didn't realize quite how proggy they were. So you're good. Uh, other well, if, you, mentions... if you listen to uh, if you listen to Dream Theater Octavarium, oh yeah, um, there's they quite a few tracks like there crazy. that are that are that are very influenced by that. Oh, uh, never enough never, is the muse. Never enough is muse. Is yeah, completely muse. Uh, but then Mike admitted that he was into the band at the time, and and and. Uh, but I mean that uh, that album is the best muse album by a long shot. So, and it is very proggy. I would I would recommend that record to anybody. Um, so so if if we're going to make this quadruple currently quadruple album into a quintuple, um, I, I would like to see I would like to see something from Snow on here, and I, I, it could be Solitary Soul, it could be Carrie. Uh, I would have said though probably the Overture. Uh, yeah, made this. alive overture you know it's got it's got this 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 hectic piece in it which is which is in 13 it's a magn magnificently written piece of work and so I'd, I'd i'd like to see snow represented on here if if only as a bonus track yeah like for my honorable mentions that uh, we talked about riverside already not sure what song i would pick because I, I thought i wouldn't have the room to do it um but also another band that we didn't pick anything from is the flower kings um, and I'm glad Jeff picked the tangent because we kind of represented it in some way. But yeah. one of their most, uh, the most famous and well-liked songs is from the album For the Future in 2002. And it's, of course, The Truth Will Set You Free. So that's one. And another, uh, like, neo-solo stuff, There, it's his solo decade, right? Testimony, one question mark, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, that was the thing. I, I, I'm and, shocked uh, that we left that off, but we did cover, we did do Transatlantic and Spock's Beard, so. Yeah, no, it's it, it's kind of well covered, but this would be my, my next two picks, right? What song would you have done from Neil Solo from that decade, though? That, uh, me? That's a separate on its own. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. there you go. Entrance? Before Nights. Entrance is, a, is it's probably out. Yeah, I, 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 I had separated man written down. I had um, author confusion and the door. I can't believe the uh, solo scriptura hadn't been mentioned at all yet. Yeah, no, you're that, right. That's a podcast it's just, on its own. That's, that's true. The hard, that's a hard thing. Well, we did a and podcast it, on. We did, a and podcast. it was already done, so you can go back and listen to <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. We did that podcast with Mike. <laughs> exactly. Now, yeah, I true. um my my honorable mentions. Uh, again, I always mention uh, our friend Cal Graves. Um, I have to mention Fate's Warning. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite albums of theirs is, is Disconnected. Not very popular amongst uh, Fate's Warning fans. It seems to be a, a lower ranked album, but the song still remains. It's That's an epic song, um, you know, over 60 minutes long. Uh, that that gets an honorable mention to me. The other band that I was also uh, down to, to pick, which is, you know, this is one of those bands that uh, barely makes our list, but there's such an obvious... Uh, band that it's hard to pin down but tool um from lateralis i was gonna pick schism yeah. um you know that's that's a song you, that you that did should... pick them on our prog metal podcast so correct that's okay correct think fist think classic i think i think among our group we'd rather go tangent and frost and you know iq than tool probably but i i had um stranger in your soul I had I'm Dying from Snow, which I know people either I'm Dying or I Will Go from Snow. Um, I also, because I've been listening to it the other night and realized um, Stephen Wilson in Sergentes is just about makes it and Harmony Kareen. Was that 09? Most, yeah, I suppose the more kind of experimental side of, of, of Prague. Yeah. And then... Yeah. I, well, we we didn't talk about Marillion either. So you had uh, Brave, I think was, no, not Brave, Marbles. Marbles. Oh, but yeah, yeah, I know you don't love that album too much, but Mar Marbles would have been, I think, probably the record from there. Um, if uh, oh, so, my, yeah, we my, got uh, it in under an hour too. That's pretty yeah, like, pretty amazing. I forgot one very important one, and I gotta mention it. Sorry, I know we're closing it now, but. Uh, Slipping in Traffic by Beardfish. Ah, oh, yes, I was. One amazing song you, yeah. that that um, 
I mean, I, I was just checking here if I forgot something and I forgot mm -hmm. that one. It, it, I mean, if we were to have like six rounds, I'm sure it was going to be there. <laughs> but it's a, a great song, one of my favorites. I love the band and I've been listening to them a lot uh, this past couple of months. So it's got to be on my mind. There is a band that that for me snuck into this decade and I'll mention them now. Animals as Leaders. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they're. Their most popular song, KFO, is from their, you know, from their first album, which at that time they weren't a band. It was, you know, Tosin doing his thing with a drum machine that was programmed by Misha Mansour, who with Periphery hadn't kicked off yet until the next decade. So I was going to mention, uh, you know, Animals as Leaders with KFO, because that's that's uh, a quintessential uh, gent metal song. You're right. Yep. And if I hadn't uh, picked the great nothing, my uh, my third choice would have been um, uh, one with everything by Styx off of uh, Cyclorama. It's their first album without Dennis and they have uh, Todd Suckerman's drumming there is just phenomenal. So it's, they really got back into that that prog sound from like from the 70s uh with uh with one with everything so that's that's a good one to 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 put in there someplace nice that's cool that's yeah. a long bonus disc <laughs> well this is good guys uh glad we got this one in and uh and we did it uh, in under an hour which is um uh pretty record good. time yeah awesome and then we covered a lot of great stuff it's a great decade like we said i mean we covered so much and we left off so much so uh pretty cool all right uh make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel podcast networks uh you know we're on uh apple podcast spotify all that stuff uh, follow us on com. tiktok we're on tiktok <laughs> right. we're everywhere yeah dan is gonna dan is gonna do a dance on our tiktok channel yeah. so keep an eye out for that i'm doing like porcupine tree <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Beth. laughs> All right, guys. Uh, all right, we'll see you soon. And uh, yeah, we'll have our uh, best of the year coming up soon with, uh, uh, you know, the whole group uh, back in a little bit. So keep an eye out for that. Have a good one. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you. Bye, everybody.